Well, Saturday marked two years since war broke out in Ukraine and the country is urging its allies to maintain their support as Russia continues its attacks. Ukrainian Defence Minister Rustem Umarov says allies need to better deliver promised aid because the delays are costing lives. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky spoke to reporters a short time ago and was asked if it was possible to find peace with Russia. Mr Zelensky says 31,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed since the Russian invasion began. World leaders gathered in Kiev over the weekend in solidarity with Ukraine, but notably no senior representative was sent from the United States. Lizette Raymer is News Hub's Europe correspondent and she joins us now from Kiev. Kia ora, good morning Lizette. Good morning. You've spent a lot of time in Ukraine over the past two years. What stands out to you in terms of how it's changed over that time? Yeah, I think the biggest change coming back for this anniversary has been the sheer exhaustion in the city, all around the country, really. You can read it on people's faces, but more than that, you can actually hear it in the way they are talking about this war. Even that admission from the Ukrainian President President Zelensky that there has been 31,000 deaths. We've never had the president acknowledge just how many how much of a loss and how much suffering there has been uh, to his army to the military and to this country in general there's been so much optimism and confidence about this ending and total victory for ukraine but now there seems to be this real dose of reality setting in today there's been a string of press conferences from all of the higher up bosses of the ukrainian government and um, military and all of them have been incredibly frank and transparent about how dire the situation is at the moment russia has made some significant gains in recent weeks they captured a city in the east which was the first uh, victory on the battlefield since since last May, the stalemate seems to have been broken and really the momentum is turning in Russia's uh, direction. So there has been this willingness around this anniversary to confront the reality of this situation, to be very honest with the world and particularly with the United States about how much Ukraine needs that support and how critical it is at this point if they want to keep up this fight. So given that, how significant was the lack of uh, senior US representation at the anniversary over the weekend? Yeah, it was absolutely a glaring omission in that lineup of visitors to Kiev. Everyone has been really sending the message to the United States over this anniversary, as opposed to uh, directing all their messages to Russia, as they have over the last two years, warning them uh, that it's time to leave the country, that it's well overdue to get the troops out, that there will be consequences and sanctions. Instead, the focus has really been on urging the United States to step up and continue their support, especially uh, focused on that $60 billion aid package that's currently being held up by Congress. The Ukrainian president has been very open about how critical the need is for that, but also the other Western leaders, the EU chief, being very strong word, very, very strongly worded in the way she was addressing the United States and saying that money is life and death. What about New Zealand support? What are we giving? Yeah, New Zealand support, and it's interesting you bring that up because today I was speaking to two humanitarian workers, Kiwis, who actually said to me that there's a whole lot more Kiwis on the ground here 
doing work under the radar than most New Zealanders are, are aware about. Of course, there is a government contribution. There've, there's been a recent financial aid package that was announced by the government just a few days ago, another 25 around $25 million aid package. But on the ground, there are Kiwis doing incredible work, be that uh, providing medical support around the front line, helping with evacuations, helping uh, rehab centres for those soldiers who come off uh, the front line out of the trenches and need to learn how to use prosthetics for their amputations. Um, today, we met with a group of Ukrainian men who were welding together water boilers that they are building and sending out to civilians whose homes have been destroyed, who don't have electricity, don't have a way to heat their homes. Their homes don't have roofs because they've been bombed. And these water boilers are being completely funded by donations coming from New Zealand. So there is a real appreciation for what our little country at the bottom of the world is contributing to this war. The Aroha is absolutely being felt uh, by Ukrainians. And it's, it is a source of pride, really, when you walk around Ukraine and you introduce yourself and you say that you are from New Zealand and you can see a sparkle in a lot of their eyes. And that provides them a morale boost to know that a country on the other side of the world is still hearing their story, is still caring about what they are enduring. If New Zealand can care, I think they get the feeling that surely the United States will, and they know that really it's the US and, and the money that comes from such a big country like that that they really rely on. Thank you so much for that. That was Elisette Raymer, News Hub's Europe correspondent, uh, joining us there from Kiev.